Welcome to the show, Five Strike Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly. It's been a hot minute, but a lot has been going on in my life. Uh, some things that uh, take a lot of attention. So apologies for the delay in some episodes. But yes, there is plenty of football all around the world right now. If you're living under a rock, it's, yes, the World Cup going on right now. But, uh, yes, uh, that also has taken up some attention for uh, a lot of us, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, some big news in the Atlanta United stratosphere. The uh, new CEO and president of Atlanta United not only has been announced, but he also gave a press conference on Tuesday, and it's a new chapter in the history for Atlanta United, and that is Garth Lagerway from the Seattle Sounders, uh, and he basically, man, he comes with a massive pedigree in MLS, uh, winning everywhere he went, uh, not only with Seattle Sounders, but with Real Salt Lake as well, uh, building academies with both teams and, uh, you know, not only serving as the general manager, manager, but the senior vice president of soccer operations uh, for not only Real Salt Lake, but uh, yeah, also you know he helped RSL reach an U.S. Open Cup final, and then uh, helped RSL become the first MLS team to reach the Concacaf Champions League final as well. So definitely a guy that knows a little bit about winning. Uh, with Seattle, he, of course, led them to the uh, CONCACAF Champions League title uh, in 2022 and uh, the MLS Cup Championships in 2019 and 2016. And then the, uh, you know, a, a couple of MLS Cup finals uh, as well on other occasions. But, uh, and then the uh, that Sounders team also made the League's Cup final in 2021. So it's definitely, you know, he comes with just this winning tradition, uh, at least wherever he goes. And uh, yeah, apparently, according to the uh, interim CEO, uh, Steve Cannon, it was a an international search and that uh, they could not have been more thrilled to have him take the reins of the team. And uh, yeah, you know, his experience as a player in the league and a time as an executive uh, who has developed a keen understanding of both the soccer and business sides of running an organization made him the perfect fit as we move forward with Atlanta United. And that was according to Cannon. And so, yeah, definitely, you know, with all that, as well, uh, Arthur Blank, he said, I've enjoyed getting to know Garth through this process and it has become obvious why success has followed him throughout his career. We expect to be a championship caliber team on and off the pitch every year, and I'm confident Garth is the right leader to build on a very strong foundation and help deliver our city and fans what we've promised more trophies, and a club they will always be proud to have represent this community. So yeah, it's definitely good vibes all around. And um, yeah, Lagerway, he definitely, uh, you know, in his press conference spoke about how this uh, is, you know, such a move forward for him. 
and uh, definitely where yeah you know his track record and his ability to win is the key here. But uh, he started off with saying it is phenomenally phenomenally exciting to be here. It is an opportunity of a lifetime for me. I've worked 15 years to get an opportunity to be a CEO and to run both business and soccer sides of an organization, to work for Arthur, for Steve, and to work with our leadership team of Demetrius, Efstathieu, uh, George O'Donohue, Carlos Bocanegra, and Gonzalo Pineda to establish a new foundation for Atlanta United and build from the success that's come from before. This opportunity has unlimited potential. And uh, he said, yeah, there's a lot of ton of positives here when you look at the talent on and off the field in terms of the personnel, the fan base, the enthusiasm for the team, and the support they've had historically. My job is to come through and be thorough, go slow, and move fast, which is to say come in and do an analysis, do a deep dive to understand both the business and soccer aspects of the organization. And once we're prepared and have all the information we need, go forward and make decisions. We're trying to get to sustainable success. And United came in and rocket right out of the gate. They had an inevitable decline in some respects because of how phenomenal the start was. I don't know if anybody would have kept up that rate. We're going to try to make this sustainable and that requires a foundation and a block by block approach to building this thing up. I mean, a lot of these words uh, sound fantastic to me. It sounds like a guy that uh, has run some things in the past. And uh, yeah, he uh, he did mention on why he left the Sounders that uh, he's been a general manager for 15 years and it's a different job. And uh, in Seattle, you have to have an incredibly accomplished uh you know, owner in uh, Adrian Hanuar, who was the GM before he came in and took over. They're highly capable, and the CEO role is not something they have. So, yeah, it was. Uh, they basically told him that uh, if you want to move forward in your career, that opportunity very likely won't be here. So, I mean, yeah, this definitely is a step forward for him uh, to be able to run both the business and soccer side. Now, uh, on to the players, which uh, I think, you know, we have very strong interest in seeing what he thinks about it. He said, this is a league-leading organization within MLS, a league-leading organization within the NFL. I'm really excited about the expertise uh, that is here, the resources that are here, and nobody has ever told me to come in and limit anything. We're going to go through our DP policy and look where we've spent to see if we can be effective and more efficient. We're going to try to maximize our resources because if we maximize our resources in a salary cap system, that's going to get you better players. If you get, if you have better players, you'll probably win more games. Uh, that's pretty damn sure. Uh, but Atlanta United uh, signed a couple of DP players in the past. Miguel Miron, Piti Martinez left for almost 20 million in terms of the sale, and both of them won trophies. And you, then you have Tiago Almada, who's in the Argentina national team, which is the first time that's ever happened in MLS history. It's not about being young or being old. They've got to be good players. And the one uh, commonality that I see in my career is that I've been always, uh, that I've always been permitted by ownership to sign the best player, not a star or someone with marketing potential. 
And so, yeah, that's definitely, uh, you know, prevalence and uh, I think shown at Seattle Sounders where, you know, Raul Ruiz Diaz, uh, more or less, uh, more people knew about him in MLS than in other leagues. And uh, a lot of the players that they have made their names at Seattle. So it's definitely, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, bringing in stars, we make stars. And I think that's where uh, we can really do something here and, um, you know, kind of go along in that vein of what Lagerway has built in his previous stops. So, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, massive, massive hire. And a guy that should move the needle forward for Atlanta United. Color me excited for this hire. Uh, it's finally some good news. And uh, yeah, you know, obviously as well, uh, there was news that uh, he and Carlos Bocanegra haven't spoken yet, but uh, that uh, they had been speaking, um, uh, spoken in person, but they have been speaking, of course, in the hiring process. But uh, yeah, I mean, Carlos Bocanegra, a hot topic for LA United fans and many that want to see Bocanegra go. And it will be interesting to see how that relationship uh, progresses or if, you know, he is actually let go. So uh, that will remain to be seen. But uh, next bit of news uh, was that, uh, yeah, Lagerwey's, uh, uh, you know, his number two, Craig Wable, he will take the old role in Seattle, so that's uh, uh, that definitely isn't surprising for sure uh, if you look at their uh, organization and just the measure of success that they have had. Next bit of news uh, is that Tiago Almada, he made his World Cup debut, and it was in the 84th minute, and Argentina already up 2-0 against Poland, and yeah, Almada came in. He got uh, 15 touches in the uh, attacking third, completing 13 of his passes, and including a key pass, a through ball that almost made an assist uh, at the end of the match. And so, ooh, yeah, it's uh, definitely amazing scenes to see an LA United player in the World Cup make his debut at 21 years old. Super awesome. Imagine being 21 years old and making your debut in the World Cup. Just uh, would be a dream, right? And he said as much. He said, quote, I'm very happy for my World Cup debut. I'm the happiest kid in the world like any other little child who dreams while having a ball at his feet. Uh, we talked internally that uh, when we had... Uh, when we get hit hard, we have to react, and thankfully, we got up quick. Now we need to keep, keep going. Because, yeah, Argentina, they advanced. They uh, were the top spot in Group C. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, obviously, they had a little bit of a tumultuous uh, time uh, after getting beat by Saudi Arabia. But, uh, yeah, Argentina, they uh, will now face Australia in the round of 16. Now, uh, LA United also made another move. They accidentally leaked it on their YouTube with uh, the uh, player highlights a week before, really almost like almost two weeks now at this point. But Derek Etienne, nine goals, six assists uh, last season with Columbus Crew. He is now an Atlanta United player. And yes, uh, you know, having come from Columbus, also from the New York Red Bulls Academy, 
also having split some time with FC Cincy. He definitely has the MLS pedigree in terms of not only winning a championship with the Columbus crew, but also uh, Donington Nagby. He uh, apparently had a major role in selling him on LA United based on the things he had to say about the club, according to Mike Conti. So, yeah, who's Etienne? He's a versatile winger, and he's uh, a player that's uh, definitely, you know, in terms of a, a free agent, uh, he had, you know, a top year, um, and, you know, nine goals, six assists, really, really good. What I wonder is if we are paying for essentially a career year. I mean, yes, he is 26 years old, so he is still in the middle of his prime, but that was far and away his best season of his career. Uh, the most assists he has ever gotten uh, before that was five, and uh, it definitely was not nine goals or anything close in previous seasons. So, uh, you know, if it's uh, more of a depth type of uh, piece, then I think this is a really strong, strong signing. It's someone that uh, you know can perform in this league and uh, you know can play on the wing on either wing. It's something that uh, you know we sorely need production in the final third. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. If there's uh, yeah, if you're looking at the uh, the ineptitude in front, unfortunately, in front of goal. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, you know at the end the. Uh, the as well he is uh has been capped by haiti so it's uh you know definitely he's got that kind of international not not only international but also mls uh experience and i think that will serve us well uh going forward it's a uh, i think a strong strong uh, addition i just wonder if he can continue uh you know the really strong numbers will he be a starter it will remain to be seen. But uh, next bit of news from Juan Carlos Jimenez. Uh, he reported that Sebastian Guerra, he would not continue with uh, Nacional and that uh, the that Guerra would go as a free agent to LA United after not renewing with Nacional and uh, that his contract runs out at December 30th. So, uh, you know, or on December 30th, rather. But uh, he's a 21-year-old goalkeeper, 6'2", from Medellin, Colombia. And uh, he played three games and conceded five goals. I don't know about this rumor. It's a, uh, I think we can do better. It's not exactly uh, something that inspires a lot of confidence. I mean, if maybe for the LA United 2, and maybe if, uh, you know, we have another player from Illini 2 kind of move up as one of our uh, backups. I mean, maybe it's that because it seems like Brad Guzan is going to return and it will uh, retake his place as the starting goalkeeper. But uh, next bit of news is that uh, Miles Robinson, he was cheering on the U.S. men's national team and he said, good luck to all my guys out in Qatar for the World Cup. It's time to eat. Uh, that was... Uh, on his IG and Twitter, but uh, yeah, it's uh, essentially it's been obviously uh, a bit bittersweet for him, uh, you know, obviously with uh, him possibly, uh, you know, making the World Cup. It, I mean, he really helped, um, you know, he really helped the uh, the U.S. men's national team in the qualifiers, 
leading up to the uh, the World Cup, but uh, with his Achilles heel injury, it unfortunately, of course, uh, cut off that chance because of you know just the long recovery time and him not being able to make it back. But uh, he spoke with LA United's uh, media team, and he said. Uh, yeah, it sucks, especially knowing the importance of this year in my career. It's super disappointing, but it happens, you know. And he said, um, yeah, in terms of, uh, you know, when it happened, he said it was one of those things that didn't physically hurt, but mentally just to get carted off is a psychological blow that really kind of stinks. And, uh, yeah, in terms of the, uh, you know, the how he's been able to cope he said for me personally i'm just trying to keep a positive attitude at all times especially at this low point uh he said um yeah you know it's definitely frustrating because you become so close to the these guys because you see them every day they're kind of like your brothers and you want to help your brothers and when you can't it kind of feels like you're worthless at times which sucks especially because your whole life you created your whole persona around playing a sport that you can't play so it's tough and uh he said his family and his friends uh kept him um you know positive and uh, gave him support throughout this time they said or he said they kept my morale high and my energy up definitely my friends and my family and i'm super grateful for them it kind of motivates me to come back better because i know how much they sacrificed just to keep me up and he said uh about his recovery it's going good it's just one of those things day by day, but you can definitely see a progression and success based on the Achilles and how it feels. But yeah, I'm back on the field, kind of touching the ball. Nothing too crazy yet, but I'm definitely feeling strong. So yes, uh, yeah, you know, very tough to see uh, Robinson, you know, kind of uh, miss out completely on this this World Cup because we know that he would be a starting uh, player on this side. But uh, yeah. It, it's good to, to hear that he's been propped up and that uh, he's been able to uh, recover nicely and is almost back. But uh, yeah, speaking of that U.S. men's national team, uh, yeah, you know, they uh, drew the first two matches against Wales and England and then they won against Iran 1-0 and are now into the round of 16. Uh, they finished second in that group and... Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, what a gutsy, gutsy goal by Christian Pulisic. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely uh, he got racked a little bit, but it's uh, it's all worth it, I guess, in the end when uh, you know we're able to move on into the next round. But uh, also, in terms of uh, yeah, World Cup news, Tata Martino he was let go from Mexico after their last match. Essentially, he was a, a dead duck. Essentially, it was not uh, not good vibes around Martino. Uh, it was, yeah, just uh, Mexico fans have kind of called for his head for a long time, actually. But uh, last bit of news, and this isn't exactly Atlanta United news, but it's massive. Uh, there are rumors that Inter Miami are reportedly close to having Messi sign with them, uh, according uh, to... Uh, Juan M. Castano that uh, Sergio Busquets his uh, former Barcelona room, uh, roommate teammates uh, will also sign for Inter Miami next season but um, yeah 
the reports were rubbished by uh, Fabrizio Romano. He said that uh, Messi, he has not decided his future yet. Uh, and that uh, his camp guarantees that Leo is only focused on the World Cup and there's no agreement with any club. Uh, but I'm sure that Inter Miami, they want Messi and uh, you know they will push, but uh, PSG, they'll offer La Leo Messi a new deal as well. And uh, Fabrizio Romano, he uh, finished it off saying that Messi's decision will be made in 2023. But that has huge impacts across the league, of course, because any game will be must-see TV and uh, any stadium that he goes to, it will be pandemonium. So clearly, yeah, if Inter Miami are able to get Messi, it is going to be ridiculous. And uh, they will no doubt be front runners uh, for the MLS Cup as well. So yeah, I don't really want to see that in, uh, in our division as well, in our conference. But uh, no doubt, it would still be very, very exciting for a lot of people, I'm sure. But what do you guys think? Messi to enter Miami. How does that impact LA United? That could uh, really shake some things up in the uh, the standings for sure in uh, you know future years if he does sign. But that is the news and pretty much the entire episode except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is, if not for your home country, who are you rooting for to win the World Cup? Let us know in these comments below. Looking forward to what you have to say. But guys, that is the episode there and there. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. I've been AJ. Thank you so much for watching, and I will see you in the next video. Yeah.